This is Podcast 53, March 19th. Uh, the Final Fours have started in the preliminary rounds. And obviously, uh, I want this to be the reclassification transfer portal video. That's going to have to be 54 uh, because too much was hitting uh, about news this week. A lot of interesting things, just so you know, I'm going to try and get through this as fast as possible. As I said months ago, the NCAA wouldn't decide on the summer until after the Final Four, which is April. Uh, discussions are happening now, but um, the problem is, uh, as I said, you know, they acknowledge that different that schools in different parts of the country may be subject to different health and safety restrictions. That means not everybody's going to get vaccinated, even though our government is saying that, oh, we're going to get it out there. Um, you have to remember, it's not your first shot, it's your second shot, and then 10 days after your second shot is when you're ready to rock and roll. Uh, people, they say, oh, you can do it before, but that's the, that is the, the norm for full 100% uh, usage of that vaccine, whatever you get. Um, football's trying to get back, and uh, my suggestion is if they want to do anything in June, Make it a quiet period where people can come on campus and you at least talk to your recruits and get them on. Uh, July, uh, I think if you, although they're going to have so much problems, not just this year, next year, about the economics of the entire system, because it's about economics. And the only way is to treat the summer like high school, pick your days. You have X amount of days. So if you're going to pick the whole month of July, and obviously, I'm telling you right now, people are pushing into August because a bunch of shoe companies want to do events in August, and they're going to do change that rule because they rule. And that tells you that what really goes on. But that's not here or there. The bottom line is, if you want to pick your days, I mean, go for it. They can't say it's about quality of life because stay home. You can watch it on video, which is what everybody did last year. All right, let's get to this. So the football is talking about a quiet period, June, uh, June 1. They want to get people on campus faster. Um, some people are talking Father's Day. I don't know. Um, you know, I guess the next thing is the NIL. That's starting to heat up. Uh, a lot of stuff is going on. Players are starting to get involved. The inequality of uh, what the resources for the Final Four has been an issue. Um Capitol Hill sources share detailed comprehensive hybrid NIL bill being considered by congressionals, one that would incorporate aspects of the more transforma transformational proposals currently circulated by both state and federal lawmakers. The problem is the NSA wants antitrust. That's what they want. They're not going to care about anything. They need to protect themselves. The implementation could impact overall athletic department spending, including coaching contracts, facility development, as well as influence. Uh, influence accounting practices to reduce overall department revenue, thus lowering the sh amount of shared with athletes. What that means is, I want you to remember this, this is critical. It's a numbers game. So you know how they have these blockbuster movies that cost $200 million, and when the actors say, hey, I got a piece of it, and they get nothing? Well, guess what? That's the idea. They run so many overhead and all this account and that account that there's nothing left to share. You don't think they're going to try it out on the players? Oh, heck yes. Um, that's a critical one. 
And that and the other uh, sneaky issue is, oh, yeah, you can transfer, but many of the conferences are going to hold to their, oh, you can transfer, but you can't transfer within our conference. People be better be aware of that, and I'll bring that up on uh, the next podcast. Emirate, um, we're looking forward to get the Department of Justice to better understand what our rules are and to learn better what their concerns are to figure out what the path to move forward should be. There's nothing in this that's inappropriate. Basically, yeah, they're trying to ask for Sherman and trust protection, which means nobody can challenge them. And thank God for the players because corporations and event operators and everybody else failed to uh, take the NSA to task. Um, okay, as for the NIL, if you haven't seen it, a lot of people are using that hashtag not NCA property. Um, a bunch of people, a couple of athletes are talking about that. They're pushing for the association permit college. Uh, athletes earn money for things like sponsorship deals, online endorsement, and personal appearances. They're going to get it. It's going to be the, what does that mean? And, oh, yeah, you can get all that, but you can't touch any of our sponsors. Or, yeah, we'll manage that for you for a fee. That was the NSA marketplace, remember? They're going to try to, quote, help them. Student-athletes from 15 participating teams in the tournament go public with the call for progress as part of the uh, hashtag not NSA property movement alongside the NCPA. The group is pushing for full NIL rights by July 1. I'm meeting with pres- NCA President em- Emmert, meetings with state and federal legislators, plus members of pre- President Biden's cabinet in order to secure physical, academic, and financial protections, as well as the Supreme Court ruling to supports, support a plane of college athletes in the Austin case. Well, um, that's intriguing because uh, they won all these things, but there was something earlier in the year uh, during the fall when people for football wanted even more. And they talked about a... a, a the Athletic wrote an article about one of the players saying a boycott of the 2018 Final Four was very near, nearly reality. Now, I think it's in their own mind. Um, you know, the only other valid boycott would have been back in the probably 90s when the, the, the really gatekeepers and power brokers and uh, mentors of so many people uh, the Black Coaches Association, uh, John Thompson, George Raveling, John, Don Ch- John Chaney, and Nolan Richardson, among others, they all talked about boycotting the NSA tournament. But again, you know, who's the victim? What's the harm? That is the issue, and they didn't do it. And that's why I don't believe that 18 would have won would have happened anyway, because who wants to ruin that experience? Unfortunately, it's taken now to get to that. Uh, let's get to the inequities of the women's final four. I know that they talked, uh, it's a video running around. Uh, Lynn Holtzman, who's the VP for women's basketball, she said about a statement on the sparse strength and conditioning space in San Antonio. You'll probably see a lot of that out there. Sedona Prince put it out a lot of, from Oregon, put out a lot of stuff. She made a video, she's calling out the disparate number of social, on a number of social platforms. Um, a couple of the other women's coaches said, hey, this is un- unacceptable. Um, and let's get into some of this other breakdown stuff, which you want to hear. We'll get this finished up. Um, this was a big one. And uh, Rick Pitino, 
Louisville, now at Iona. And he was talking to USA Today, and he was talking about trying to get the, uh, you know, sooner or later the pros are going to take away our talent because they're going to the G League or overseas unless we get smart enough to understand we need to protect protect our players, I mean protect your recruits, and have the ability to make money while they're in college. We're going to lose our talent. That's not good. Basically, the NSA will lose the value of their TV contract. As I said many times, the NSA will never punish their money. So that's what this is about. But if you read the other stuff, they're talking about, well, if we give everybody the financial, the, the piece of the pie, whatever, they were saying how how many athletic departments would take a hit. And they're also talking about how many schools could no longer play Division One sports, which means Division Two. Or Division Three, which I spoke about earlier, uh, people better be prepared for the Ivy League model of the 60s when they ruled and then they got out of the arms race of athletics. Um, and sadly, nobody remembers that history, and it's going to repeat itself in some form. Um, this is a good one. A group of parents whose children are spring sports freshmen are calling on the NSA to award them an extra year of eligibility to make up for the loss of their senior high school seasons. So if you're a freshman this year, you didn't get your play high school. Say so one another year. And they're actually talking about that. Uh, rosters, and this is, I'm going to include this in the next uh, transfer and reclass. And this is, a, uh, they're trying to talk about it. But the last comment was, rosters and scholarships are going to be messy for at least four years at this point. One or more classes are going to bear the brunt. So many upperclassmen ahead of them taking the chance to come back and fill roster or starting spots. Um, it's supposed to be on the Division One t- uh, council meeting, and that's a big one. Athlete uh, revenue sharing could force major college budget shifts. I just talked about that. Uh, the impact of other structural changes could be greater than anticipated even by legislators and could uh, cost larger schools millions and incentivize smaller ones to revisit the viability of teams. Said this a while ago, the NSA model doesn't work. And if they're going to lose Title IX as a, as a, as a barrier or a shield, not there. All you have to do is get outside the university status, create a nonprofit, and you can get out of that Title IX stranglehold for the entire university, and you create it within your group. If you have Title IX within your group, take women's football, basketball, three women's sports, adios, and choose a fourth and conferences can realign around those sports and they can get donors. Um, so many schools had a, had teams cut this year and did fundraisers. That's nice and pretty for a year or two, but long, long term, not happening. Um, um, let's see. Yeah. Um, Law 360, uh, paywall, two Adidas basketball markers, uh, and an aspiring agent will ask the NCAA Supreme Court to reverse the Second Circuit ruling upholding the convictions for defrauding certain Adidas-sponsored universities by paying recruits of Syrdom to those schools. Well, obviously, if at NIL, there wouldn't have been any of this. So this is another instance where you have to fight the NCAA rules, and the legislators created state rules to protect the universities and protect them, their, their alums and their donor base and their constituents really for their entertainment value. And now the, they're asking for a reprieve on that. There's also uh, uh, Merle Code, who used to work for Nike and then Adidas, is looking to put out a book 
Um, and I think that's going to be either very interesting or very explosive, depending on how deep he wants to go. Uh, Merle Coat has all the dirty laundry on everybody going back uh, 10 years, probably 15. So uh, it'll be interesting if he's going to get bought off to only tell half the story, not the full story. And that's that's a whole other thing. Why would I say that? You'd be surprised. Let's um, And here we go. An attorney representing a group of Clemson female student-athletes sent a letter to President Clements uh, of Clemson warning that if the school does not make plans to provide more financial aid for female athletes, they intend to file a class action lawsuit. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, I mean, schools are going to start dropping. In fact, I think that about two or three different schools have talked about dropping their intercollegiate sports or pairing back to club sports. It's not a right to have university sports. It's not a right to have it. But here's the conundrum, and this will be finishing us up as a quick, um, a quick podcast. Um, the big issue comes down to so many schools at the Division Two, especially three level. If you have all these sports, then you have all these people playing sports who are filling your dorms, paying somewhat tuition, getting some aid, etc., getting loans, but they're filling up the classrooms. What pandemic showed is that hey. I don't need to go to class. And if they're not going to have my sport teams, then why am I paying for school? And then then the administrators who are taking a bath uh, at these smaller schools this year are saying, well, why are, we ha- why are we going to be in existence? We have to get sports teams back to fill the dorms and fill our classrooms because at some of these schools, athletics makes up 30-40% of the actual enrollment for some of the smaller ones. And in Division Two, it may not take an impact or some of the state schools. They're like, hey, yeah, it's nice, but we don't really need it. Um, that's going to be where the impact, it's going to hit Division One, because it's going to be about straight economics. And, you know, how do you validate, you know, building a $5 million practice facility? Not a playing facility, just a practice facility. And... Yeah, and you have all these scholarships and things on top. Those are things to consider. Um, again, everybody's starting to make plans for uh, the summer. Uh, and I think it's going to be chaotic because everybody is trying to run everything. Every team is trying to be an event operator. Every event operator is trying to be a... Everybody who has a player is trying to be a scouting service. The NCAA college coaches are in trouble because... It's going to be chaotic, and I repeatedly, repeatedly said, what are you going to do to manage this landscape? And you can't go back to the past of 19 and 18 because the economics don't work, and especially the code, if you read it closely, says, hey, you know, this stuff is based around economics and nothing else. And nobody has ever challenged them until now. So uh, lastly, uh, the the... Probably wait till a week or two from now, and we're going to talk about the NCAA and summer basketball and the BBCS and you know the that group and how they're charging money for for scouting services. Oh yeah, coaches are going to get hit with that bill, and then they're supposed to eventually charge the athletes, etc., charge events, etc. I mean, it's going to get crazy. And and why they're saying, oh, sign up for this uh, 
you know, you can sign up for their for their for their platform. Why? You already have to sign up for the uh, NCAA clearinghouse, which is ninety dollars. So they're taking adult. They're basically fleecing the student athlete high school market with a possibility of a scholarship, not one. You have to register there just to get the opportunity for a scholarship. So that's why Congress needs to look at that, including I didn't see anything in the NIL about that and some of the legislation, but they need to be aware of that too. Hopefully I can get some more information out to these people as they start to head down the court battle because I don't see something clear coming out. Um, that's it. Everybody have a good weekend. Um, we'll do we'll do the um, portal and reclass because this will probably be the last opportunity because everybody's going to see what's happening in the portal within the next week. Right now, there's like three fifty four something like that. And what's the rule? Don't put yourself in the portal until you really have your next school. A lot of people are going to panic and put their name in there. Oh well. We'll get to that next one. Um, everybody have fun, and we'll get back to Podcast 54 over the weekend with that reclassification and transfer portal, um, just podcast by itself. We can wait for news till next week. Enjoy. <laughs>